Oh, Trevor, how's it going, buddy? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty... I feel a little weird, though. A little... Something. Oh. You're looking weird. What's up? Oh. Oh, no. What's happening? What's happening to me? Oh, no. How do I look? Um... Uh... Well, uh... Here, give, here, give me a mirror. No, you don't want, you don't want a mirror. You <laughs> no. Oh, I'm a beast! I'm a beast! <laughs> it's gonna be okay. That is really not an attractive cry right now. Okay, that's an ugly cry. What's this book? Hey, yeah, that book it says it says how to not be a beast. Oh, this is convenient. That is very convenient. It's a good plot point. <coughs> oh, Trevor. Yeah. It says here to to break the spell of the beast. Okay. The, anything, I'll do anything. Okay. It says. The best friend of the beast okay. must give three compliments, and then that person's will no longer be a beast. The spell will be broken. Oh, this is glorious news! Um, you just gotta say three nice things about me, and I won't be a horrible, hideous beast anymore. Does it? I mean, does it specify like they have to be true, or wait? Just say three nice things. This shouldn't be too hard. We've known each other our whole lives. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you just kind of put me on the spot here is all. I mean, three, three like, true compliments. Like, Yeah, yes. It should be no problem. So three positive things about you then. Yeah, give me, give me, go that ahead. That are true. Okay. No, then I can quit looking like this. Okay, I just got to pull back from our 25 years or so of knowing each other and pull out three nice things. Yeah, it should be easy um, to do. Okay. And then so this just, hair will fall off my face. It's everywhere. Okay, number one. Okay, good. Uh, number one, uh-huh. um, you currently would make a really good uh, mop. Like you could use your whole body as a mop on the floor. But that's 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 really hairy. Yeah, but that's what I am now. It's not who. What's the second one? Okay, uh, the second one. That wasn't really a good compliment. Uh, the second one. Oh, you've been my friend for a lot of years, so I think that proves you have pretty good taste in friendship. Uh, okay. Hopefully, hopefully that counts. Just, just one more, and you got to make this one count because it says that if you fail, then I'm a beast forever. Oh, I know. Okay, what is it? You are the co-host of this amazing podcast that we're doing right now. Oh, this says here that if you mention a certain podcast that means that we're both would become beasts you know what podcast that is what podcast retro list Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another beautiful, amazing, uh, beastly <laughs> episode Something. of Retro Blist. You know what I've noticed is we rarely ever introduce who we are. That's true. People probably don't know. We just jump right into these because we have such a blast doing them. Right. I am, of course, 
Uh, Sir Johnny Townsend. Oh, okay, I was gonna say Bell, but yeah. No, 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 no. We're that was the we're not doing. We'll okay. get to it. You're we're out of skit now, aren't yeah, we? Okay. Yeah, we're out of it. And you are. I am Trevor, your illustrious co-host. Illustrious. Illustrious. Isn't that a word that works? I like it. it sounds okay. good. Well, let's get all the. Let's just get all this stuff out of the way. You notice I didn't say fun. Yeah, you time. didn't. That's honest. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at johnnyism28. Also check out my other podcast, uh, History Creeps, where we touch on the weird, odd sides and strange things of history. Right. And this is pretty much all I have going on, so please support this podcast, um, even if it means you ignore History Creeps and all those other ones. <laughs> we have this podcast. We really appreciate it if you would join us on Instagram. I post something every day, talk about games. Sometimes I... You know, don't post every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you follow follow us on Instagram. What's the Instagram? Retro Blist. Follow us at, at uh, Retro Blist, and you will not only get posts every day, but sometimes you will not get posts every right, day. Right, so it's really cool. Yeah. Um, but no, seriously, that's where we get... Our Facebook page is kind of currently non-active. We're trying to post our new episodes on there, but but we get a lot more interaction on, on the Instagram, so I recommend you check it out. And also check out the network that we're on. What's, what's Back that? Issues Comic Book Podcast Network. That's You're getting good at this. I am. It's like you've done it a lot or something. I've quit trying the whole, what is it called, acronym where you just do the letters? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is what it's called. Okay. That's so, Trevor, <laughs> you know, this game, and I'm going to quote you, a quote that you said while we were playing this game that we're going to cover today. The quote that you had is, this game is nothing but death. That was your direct quote. And I stand by that. And your quote was said with such passion, and I knew you weren't even trying to make a joke. It was just no. literally what was in your heart to say at the time. Right. And of course, that means, what game are we covering? Disney's Beauty and the Beast, Roar of the Beast, <laughs> for the Sega Genesis, 1993. That's right. Now, that's two years after the film, of course, came out, the animated Disney film, right. which is a classic. A Disney film aimed at children. You know, yes. kind of a princess story. It's it's a dark story though, because right, the yeah. story of the just uh, if, I'm assuming everybody knows, but we'll just cover it real quick. The Spoilers. gist of the film is, and the game follows it pretty closely. Yeah. Is uh, there was a prince, and he was turned into a beast for I think he was he was mean to somebody or something, or didn't show kindness when he should have, and he was turned into a beast. And then it cuts to this girl named Belle, uh, whose whose dad gets. Captured by the beast, and in order to save her dad, she says, "I'll move in here" or something like that. Anyway, the only way, only way he can break the spell is if I'm going to he, sleep here. Yeah, the only way he can break the spell <laughs> is if he has a, a true love's kiss or something. One of those Disney things. Oh, okay, yeah. And and then the, the the curse will be lifted, and he'll be a human again. All right, and then they turn him into liver, like chopped liver. Yeah, <laughs> steaks. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this yeah the game does kind of follow the the movie. And uh, it's not the only Beauty and the Beast game. In fact, it's not the only Beauty and the Beast game released on the Sega Genesis by Sunsoft, who is the developer, of course. Which, you know, that let's talk about that real quick. That surprised me because most of the, the Disney games that I think of are Capcom. Is that right. correct? Right. And, uh, yeah, actually, spoiler, I told Johnny. In fact, I promised Johnny, and I never break my promises. <laughs> I said, I got a few games with me I'm going to bring over today, but I'm going to stop by this uh, retro game store. And see if I could pick out a couple more cheap games. And so I picked up this game. First time either one of us have played it. And I thought I might... You know, I'm not, I'm not getting into the review here by any means. But I thought it was a little strange. Huh. This is Sunsoft, not Capcom. And it's $4. Yeah. 
<laughs> and usually the Disney Capcom games are a little more pricey. It's like, I'm going to try it for $4, you know? And uh, yeah, so it's definitely not Capcom. So let's also say this. You gave me a choice. You brought a couple games. You gave me a choice of which one for us to play. Uh-huh. I immediately said this one. And the reason is the Disney has a history, especially in the genre and the, the era of games that we cover, in which uh-huh. their games, at the very least, are well made. It really is. It's just kind of unprecedented. I'm trying to think of a... I don't know. Well, we already covered um, The Little Mermaid. And even if you didn't like the game, it was well made. Right. Uh, Lion King, Aladdin, all these games are great, amazing. DuckTales. You right. Know, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. These are all games we'll probably cover at some time. I get, yeah, I guess my point is it's kind of like, even today, I guess the closest you could think of is maybe the Lego license, which is a little different. But those games are pretty universally well made. Yeah. But it's like, you wouldn't think they would be. It's kind of like that. These yeah. Disney games are pretty universally well made. Um, and also, usually notoriously difficult. <laughs> which <laughs> that continues here, <laughs> right? So, so, let, so let's dive into it then. You ready to dive right, in? So, Sunsoft. Should I say a few games they made? Yeah, please do. What else, of, what else have they done? It's a company I've heard of. It's a company I've heard of, but like they don't immediately jump to mind. But they certainly are. Yeah, they're a pretty big deal, and it's no wonder why they made Batman for the NES, um, which was an excellent. You probably played that. Yeah, uh, it's an excellent Batman game. Blaster Master, a pretty big deal. A really cool NES game. Fantasy Zone. Journey to Silius. Uh, that's Journey to Silius. Oh, I thought... <laughs> not, not like silly, but like... Oh, like I was making a bunch of jokes. Yeah. It's a really, really cool game for the NES. We'll probably cover at some point. Also very, very hard. Might have a little in common with this game in that way. Maybe. We'll see. Spoiler alert. They also... This might not mean anything to most people, but they did the port uh, for Myst for the Sega Saturn. And Myst is a game I grew up with. Um... So, yeah, that, for me, that was pretty cool. Yeah, the only reason I know Mist is because of you. Yeah. So, and then Spy Hunter is a pretty big one. Which is obviously. a big game. So, Spy yeah. Hunter is uh, one of the classics, I would say. And they did, like, dozens more, but that's just some that I noted. Yeah. All right, so let's let's jump into it. Okay. Uh, what's your experiences with Beauty and the Beast? I'm assuming the animated movie. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, it's one of the VHS tapes. Remember when those were a thing? Yeah. <laughs> that we had. I don't remember, it seems like with the Disney movies, um, I don't remember if mom and dad let us choose or if they just came home with one every now and then, but this is one that we had, and it's, it's one I really liked. I mean, it's, like you said, it's not quite, it's not a Cinderella type movie. It's no. a little, it's I mean, wh- Cinderella has some hard edge, It's guess, one of the but. few, especially when Disney was, doing, was in this era of princess movies, uh, in which me as a, as a boy, I still could get into it because the Beast was in it. Yeah. And it was funny too because all of the, you know, all of his servants also turned into different things. Like right. one was a clock, one was a candle, and they were all funny. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm not a Beauty and the Beast fanboy, but I definitely like it. And actually, um, I do have some. I was kind of drawn to this game in the store because I do have some cool memories of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, my wife, one of the first dates I took her on. Back when we did things besides go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and stuff. But. Oh, you're a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but one of our first dates was to see the Beauty and the Beast, the the Broadway play. Not in New York City, but, you know, one of the touring Broadway plays. And it was honestly really amazing. Just the performance. I'm really not into that kind of thing because it costs money, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was, it, was, it was pretty. It was pretty awesome to be honest. So this is coming from a man who takes his dates out on KFC. Right. I mean, hey, now if you get a drink, you know that's a seven dollar meal. You got to be yeah, careful. Yeah, those bowls that they, where they put everything in those the famous things, bowls. Yeah, yeah those I mean, things are expensive. 
See, that's that's actually my best memory with Beauty and the Beast, okay. that play. Mine would be probably obviously from the movie, the animated movie. I'm a big, still to this day, a big fan of those animated movies, the classic Disney animated ones. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the Pixar ones too. But there's something about those ones that, that are hand-drawn, especially, I guess maybe it's because oh, I'm an artist. Yeah, and, no, you know, I agree though. That really stands out to me. And so that, that would be one of them. And the other experience for me is uh, growing up, my mom loved this show that was called Beauty and the Beast, but was not based on the Disney one at all. It was his own show. I think it was on for like three, four seasons. And the Beast lived, I'm trying to remember this right. He lived like in the sewers or something. <laughs> and uh, his name was Vincent or something like that. And the only reason I remember it even more is because the the lead, one of the lead characters was played by Linda Hamilton, who was in the Terminator movies. Huh. That's the only reason I remember it even more so. I that. didn't remember it all until um, y'all mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember seeing something about it. I never saw it, though. Yeah, I mean, this is like in the 90s at some point. I don't remember exactly huh. when. So that's that's been our experiences. Obviously, I think everybody's at least, at the very least, heard of Beauty and the Beast. Right. So let's, okay. So going in, I was expecting a game to look. This is my expectations going in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basedness on Disney and their history of video games. It's going to look great. Mm-hmm. It's going to be colorful. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be a little hard, mm-hmm. but I'll have fun with it. Those are my expectations. What were yours going in? Yeah, I mean, kind of similar because, yeah, I knew it wasn't Capcom Disney, so I, I knew it wasn't maybe a totally safe bet, but I really have a lot of respect for uh, Sunsoft based on the games of theirs I played. Um Journey to Silius especially is just such a cool game. Um, and yeah, being the Disney license, I, I pretty much expected the same thing. I can't say that I expected, well... What we got? What we got in yeah. the difficulty department. Yeah, okay. So we're going to give away too much if we keep going there. Right. So let's let's jump into gameplay. What exactly What exactly do you do? You, uh, the first thing is you're the beast. You're the character of the beast. Yeah. That's who you are. Who would have guessed? And it's called Roar of the Beast, which is... Kind of maybe my first gripe with the game because <laughs> it's called War of the Beast, but basically it's just a it's a you know what it's not really even a platformer. It's almost more of a beat 'em up if you think about it. Sort of, but it doesn't feel like a beat 'em up. No, it, it's it definitely has elements of both. Right. I would. I think I tried to call it when I was playing it. To me, it was like an action platformer, sort of. Right. Yeah. But it, there's some gripes with me too when it comes to the thing. Yeah. Okay, let's say what all you can do is the beast. You can right. jump, you can crouch, you can crawl, kind of. You can get on all fours and walk. Right, so if you press down, you crawl. Yeah. Uh, you have an attack button, uh, you have a jump button, and if you hold the attack button, it's a stronger attack. I feel like I'm leaving something out. Well, the most important part, obviously. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot about this the part. The C button is the roar, yeah. which... The game's named after. The game's named after this. You get three of them per mm-hmm. area. Yep. And it stuns every enemy... For a few seconds, but the enemies still hurt you if you bump into them. And to be honest with you, it just got me killed a lot because okay. I would keep bumping into enemies because I didn't see them because they weren't moving. All right, Trevor, uh, we just got this huge license. It's Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Now you know Capcom's had it forever, but they're going to let us try to make this. So we need some ideas for Beauty and the Beast. Now, here, hear me out, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to play as the Beast, okay? And you're going to go through the castle. You're going to go through the woods, uh, and you get the slashing claw kinds of things. Does oh, this yeah. sound cool? Yeah. And, oh, and also, you're going to have this other thing where you roar, where you, you, know, you roar like okay. that, and it's going to stun all the enemies, but it, it's not going to help you at all. What, what should we call it? Well, that's fine. Um, 
So that last that last ability sound kind of lame. Yeah. So let's let's call it Roar of the Beast. Uh, let's like name it. it after that ability. Cut, print sealed. Do it. Got, good. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're right though. It is. I forgot a few areas. This definitely is an action. Platform. I rarely use it when I was playing because right. it just seemed more of a hassle than anything. Right. So you have the, the C button, you know, it's kind of out of the way to begin with, and it's kind of not that worth it. Yeah. But yeah, I would say it's a very it's an action platformer with emphasis on the action, but not necessarily you performing the action, but the action happening to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I guess gameplay wise, and I guess what, would you call it a? I know you said beat 'em up, but I don't feel it's a beat 'em no, up either. I'll go with action platformer. I mean, I always feel like that's a cop out because, but it really is. I mean, it's it's as much action as it is platforming, but yeah. it's both. Yeah. So yeah, action platformer that works. Okay. Now let's let's jump into the graphics. When it comes mm-hmm. to Disney games, most of the time, like I said before, you can get bright, colorful graphics, and mm-hmm. it's going to at least look good. And I will say. This keeps that trend up, in oh, my I, opinion. I definitely agree. Um, yeah, graphically, I don't really have a lot of complaints. No, the game looks um, good. It does. If we're going to talk about animation separately, I might have a complaint or two. Well, I think that's part of it. Okay. Part of graphics. So, graphically, it's very colorful. It almost has that Disney watercolor look to it. Yeah. It's a very attractive 16-bit game. The Beast looks I really... would ask it out now. Yeah, I, mean, I think you should. I yeah, mean, I'll take it to KFC. <laughs> yeah, it works for me. Yeah. So... <laughs> My wife doesn't even like KFC. That's a funny thing. <laughs> Show me what I tell her. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, there's solids. I, my brain literally went blank. Oh, yes. I ruined you. I think the Beast has pretty cool animation. Because you're, like, when you crouch and things. Yeah. And, like, you can rear back to punch. Instead right. Of, you know, that's pretty cool. The, <laughs> the bosses... And I'm not going to get into the boss fights yet, but the animation is pretty terrible on the bosses. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, they oh, kind of just jump around, and there's really no indication if you're hitting them. They blink, but I don't well, know. I would say this is part of gameplay. Now, yeah. let's talk about all the different little uh, villains or whatever. You're mostly fighting animals. Yeah. For the most part. There are there are there is one level where you're actually fighting humans when they come into the castle. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that's something completely different. Oh, yeah, I'm going to cover that, yeah. <laughs> so when you, so you fight snakes, uh, rats, bats, cat, uh, I don't say cats, just rhyming things left and right. Dogs, dogs, uh, you know, and uh, bears <laughs> and bears. The worst ones are the ones that fly. The bats and the, the birds, bats, yeah, are, and the birds are terrible. Right, so you face these bears that are practically the same size as the beast, and you can take them out pretty easily. But these stupid little birds and bats fly around and take you down. Yeah, easily, like you're nothing. So this, yeah, this to try to set the picture. You know, it's a side-scrolling platformer beat 'em up, and you're fighting stuff that's on the ground. Um, but the whole time, there's things flying in there bugging you. If you've ever played uh, like the Castlevania games, the bats in that game, or I think Ninja Gaiden might be notorious. Well, Castlevania is a good example. Imagine Castlevania with the black bats flying around pecking at you, except it's non-stop. There's almost always something in the air swooping down at you. Yeah. When you say it, it's almost like there's an ocean <laughs> of enemies above you that just constantly swoop down and get you. Yes, yes. There's literally not a moment that you're on the screen that there's not an enemy with you. That that's least, yeah. usually there's more than one. Right, and like if you if you try to actually take on one of the ones on the ground, usually the battle get you, and vice versa. Yeah. So it's yeah, the enemies are not individually tough, but they are annoying. And when you put them all together. Because most of the time, you're finding at least two at once. Oh, yeah. 
There's usually a rat crawling behind you, a snake on the ground, and a bat diving on your head. Oh, and a snake also spits at you, by the way. Right. He's not this, just... this is the first five seconds of the first level. <laughs> yeah. This isn't deep into the game. It, it doesn't... There's no just dipping your toe in. There's, you're no. just pushing you in all the way. You're just jumping in head first. Right. When it comes to that. And like you said, let's mention the the, the bosses. Uh, you know, you had... The first boss was... <laughs> Was by far my favorite. Oh my goodness! Was the goofiest bear I've ever seen. <laughs> the word "derpy" was made for this boss. Yeah, there's. A, I took a picture of it. I have to post it if I remember correctly. Right, we need to, to post this it. on our Instagram. It's, the, it's so great. Just a, its normal face is just really goofy. It, it didn't fit the tone of everything else because all the other enemies looked either like the counterparts or the real life counterparts or just evil and mean. Right. Yeah, the enemies these, are pretty serious looking. This one comes out of nowhere. <laughs> you fall through this really hard level and the snakes and everything are kind of realistic looking. And then this derpy, fuzzy bear comes and starts yeah. punching you. You think you just want to hug him, really. He right. doesn't look bad at all. But he's. And here's the other thing about the bosses. Okay, you had him, you had this uh, a boar, uh, which is the only one I actually beat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had Gaston, of course. He's the final one. I'm not giving anything away. It follows right. the movie. And that's the only ones I can think of. Well, him. I'm going to cover the uh, villagers separately. Well, we'll, get, we'll get that here in a yeah. second. They were kind of a boss. Most of your bosses had a set pattern in which they went, and they did not stray from that pattern. Yeah. So the second you learned that, you're, if you died, it was your own fault. They were by far yeah. easier than any of the, of the actual regular villains in the game. Right. And that, that's it was kind of the bosses were my first thought. I mean, we're kind of getting a gameplay, wouldn't you say, a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was frustrated before we ever got to the first boss. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. But I think when we got to the first boss is when I thought, eh, that's kind of lazy. The bosses, yeah, they have very little animation. The bear literally just moves back and forth, and you wait till he's in your path and you punch him. Yeah. And it's kind of ridiculous. And he's, but, well, he's trying to swipe at you. Right, yeah. That's his only thing. He's just trying to, oh, and he'll bear hug you. Yeah, oh, the bear hug's hilarious. Yeah. Actually, it was kind of brutal. Yeah, it was. Like, he just munches on your face. And it's so weird because he's like a, he's like the charming toilet tissue bear. Oh, yeah, he really is. <laughs> and then he starts munching your face off. <laughs> and then the second boss, uh, which is the only boss in the game we actually beat, and we'll let you we'll let you know how we actually saw all the levels in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to our little yeah. tips and tricks here in a second. But the second boss you beat, but I noticed that he wasn't hurting you at all. He was just trying to knock over the rose yeah. in the jar. Yeah, the famous rose, which is where all the, like, right. once the last petal failed, then that means he's going to be a beast forever. Right, so all you had to do is punch really fast, because yeah. he couldn't hurt you. Right, yeah. So I'm not trying to take away from your victory. No, but. you're being very truthful. Okay. <laughs> I still felt victorious, and, though. And I'm going to save the sort of next boss for when we go through the levels, because it's so, it deserves its own area. But then the last boss, like you said, is Gaston, and he's just as annoying. He jumps randomly all over the screen. He doesn't really care that you and exist. He's got a knife and he tries to stab you. Right. Yeah. He doesn't care that you try to even exist until you're facing him like three inches away. Which is all of them, really, because that wolf does right. the same thing. Now, um, let's also say, I think we should go ahead and get into the, the villager level. Right, so, well, <laughs> to give you a, re- a quick cap, so there's four levels, um, but each level has several areas. Each level's split up, pretty much. Right. So there's, I think, like four areas in the first level. Johnny, uh, you started first, and you you died like a lot, a lot. And Quite how how far did you make it when you got your first game over screen? Oh man, uh, fifty feet maybe. Fifty feet, yeah. <laughs> That's in game, not in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. With as soon as you start up, you're being barraged by enemies, and I know 
we joke about being bad at games. And, you know, some of that's probably true. Like, we were kind of bad at the Berenstain Bears game. But it's because we were playing co-op and kind of goofing around. Yeah. This game, it's, it's not fair hard. It's stupid hard. It's just enemies you can't dodge, and they are... You have to be literally on them to punch them. Oh, yeah. Because there's no there's no free room at all. You have to be right there on them. The hit detection was a little off to, for me. Yeah. And <laughs> for my taste. We didn't even know. I said, Johnny, hey, look, you just jumped on my enemy and killed him. But then he tried it again, and it, and it didn't work. Yeah, because there's only a certain way to jump on them. Right. Which you to have call. to hit them with your paws. And then, even then, you got to hit them just right. Right, with your, yeah. with your claws. I mean, it makes sense, but it's too much for everything that's going on. <laughs> it's so, yeah. just too much. <laughs> so, I guess the first level is like, is like the dungeon of the castle, or maybe it's just the castle itself. I don't, I don't know. For some reason, there's animals breaking into your castle. <laughs> right. And it's, yeah, there's animals breaking into your, yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it? The yeah. animals are out to kill you. Yeah. So that's the first level, sort of like an impossible castle area. The second level. The second level. Um, which I liked even more because you actually got to go outside. Oh, you get to go outside in the snow and it looks cool. Yeah. Here's all the notes I wrote. It's for my favorite looking level right. of all the levels. But here's the only notes I wrote for levels one and two. Okay. Impossible level one and impossible level two. <laughs> we, we can do it. I mean. Yeah. And so what we might as well say. Well, level one had bats. Right. Level two, you're outside. So I guess to mess it all up and mix things up a little bit, they put birds in there. Right. That swoop down at you. And you get about four hits before you die, but the birds take out at least three of them. Oh, yeah. The birds have zero mercy. So that was, you know, level one and two are about impossible. They are impossible as far as I could tell. I'm going on record saying they are impossible. Yeah. So should we say how we managed to keep continuing, or are we going to save that amazing thing for later? Well, we can. Let's go and give the tip here. Yeah. Now you only hear it here on this podcast, which is, of course, the number one weekly uh, retro video gaming podcast that happens to be recorded where we're recording it right now. And I stand by those words. Or you could go to GameFAQs.com because that's where we went. You can edit that out, can you? I'm going to talk to you okay, for a okay. second. Uh, I want to stop recording this. Okay. Um, when I you know, set something up that huge, uh-huh. it's to make us look good. Oh, man. I know you're just telling the truth, which I'm I guess really overall is a good thing, and we probably need that to keep our credibility, but I'm trying to build us up here. Well, you know the opening where I couldn't find three good things to say about you? Yeah. I just have a really hard time not being honest. I get it. Trust okay. me. I understand. I'm not saying you're wrong. In fact, you're super right. But there comes a time okay. in life where you just have to lie. <laughs> so the only place you can find this code we're about to give you is on this podcast. You won't find it anywhere else. I haven't turned it back on yet. Oh, shoot. Oh, here we go. All right, okay. <laughs> the only place. <laughs> so seriously, though, this code, I don't... <laughs> I didn't write it down. No, I didn't either. So you're going to go to GameFAQs.com <laughs> and search for this game. And there's a code where you can select your level. I probably have a And I almost would be willing to bet that that is the only way Never mind. that 99% of people ever see this game. Yeah. There's a code in there. And then after that, after you put that code in, uh, you only got to push A, B, and C. And you can actually sh- right. uh, skip levels. It's like skipping ahead on a DVD <laughs> player, literally. That first boss we were talking about, the bear. Yeah, that's how Johnny's like, oh, man, I beat him. Yeah, I thought I, said, I beat him. But what happened was I accidentally hit all three buttons yeah. at once. The bear was eating him alive. I was like, how did you beat him? You didn't even hit him. It's because he was holding A, B, and C, and he skipped the level. I was trying to hit buttons really quickly, yeah. thinking I was doing something, but instead I just <laughs> skipped it. Because once you enter the code, all you have to do is hold those three buttons. Yeah. But yeah, so we literally could not get past the first area of the first level. Yeah. And we were trying. I mean, there's not 
really that much more we could have done differently. But if you want to see all the levels, that code is uh, is an answered prayer. Right. It's the only we saw every level, and that is the only yeah. way. And I'm hiccuping. Yeah, on on the mic. Gosh, that's awesome. Professionals. So level one, an impossible castle dungeon level. Yeah. Level two, an impossible snow level. Yeah. There's a code. There's a there's a pattern here. Level three is garbage. It's horrible. <laughs> level three is like. You put all this effort in the first two levels. Even though they're hard, you can tell there was effort put in there. Yeah. Level three just seems like, hey, what's the easiest way to get out of doing something? Right. It's like, you know what? We only have three levels designed for this game. And although so impossible, people will never beat the first level anyways. We should really just put some padding in here. You know, I gave Hyperstone Heist some garbage for doing, like, the final level was just a bunch of boss fights. Yeah. But at least they were fun. Yeah. Yeah. This is three, in a row, three identical boss fights with very minor changes in a row, and they're not even fun the first time. So what it is, you go into, I don't know, I guess it's another part of the castle. Yeah. And what are those guys' names, the two henchmen? Uh, all this represents is in the movie, there's a time where all of, where Gaston gets all the townspeople together yeah. and tells them about the beast, so they're going to go, because uh, they're afraid, so they're going to go kill the beast. Right. So that's like a town coming. It's, it's, think of Frankenstein where yeah, all the yeah. townspeople went after him. It's the same kind of deal. So you go in there. It's, it's one screen. You know, it's one area. And they come at you, and you have to knock them into your friends, like the mop bucket and yeah. the, the... The candle guy and the clock we, guy. I'm Cogsworth? It's I like, think it's Cogsworth and... Uh, Illumineer. Something like that. That's a Something band. like that. Illumineers, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you have to knock them into these things, and it's not even fun. Okay, you do that, or you press an A, B, and C to skip it like I did. And then you do it all over again with the same two dudes. Except now your friends that you're knocking them into are a little different. Like this yeah. time you might knock them into the coffee pot and they pour, pour coffee on them. Yes, two new dudes. Two new yeah. <laughs> and then, guess what? What do you think happens next after you fight the same boss battle twice? I'm sure it's something different, completely different. The exact same thing. Oh. You fight them again, and it's annoying every time. It's the worst padding and most pointless boss fight. It's just terrible. It it immediately brought down my um, my opinion of this game, because I thought the rest was just misguided. I thought, you know, they created yeah. a good-looking game with pretty decent gameplay, and they just made it way too hard. Yeah. But this was lazy. Oh, because we also need to uh, say, if you could choose a difficulty level, I don't know where or how. Oh, no. Literally, <laughs> I say I say literally too much. You do. You, should, you literally do. You should you... leave us a bad review for that. No, don't. But make it five stars. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah, the only option is Start. <laughs> control go. type A and control type B, and there's basically no difference. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, so, oh, my goodness. There's no difficulty setting. It's, 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 and then, of course, level four is, is Gaston. You know, because yeah. no one fights like Gaston. Oh, I did. I accomplished one goal in this game. And that was? The start of level four is you have to climb up this tower, which is kind of like... Oh, a, yeah, you made it up to the top. Yeah, and it's... and which I did is where make, the platforming comes in. Right. I died like three game over screens on it. I said, Johnny, I'm going to do this one thing. He did. And I made it to the top, and then I died, but so what? He did. So then I skipped He it. looks me in the eyes, and he said, Johnny, don't let me quit this. I'm going to finish this one thing in my life so I feel better about myself. And I don't feel any better at all. And then I said, Trevor, I'll support you as much as I possibly can. And by that, I mean, I left the room and went and did something else. Yeah, he was pretty much just on his phone at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Let's just skip to the next level. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Trevor has a lot more patience than I do. Well, sure. when we started, I let you start first. 
and you've got three game over screens on the first level, basically moving twenty feet. Yeah. And you wanted, and you found this code, and you said we need to skip this. And I said, no, I'm at least going to try it a few times. Yeah. And, and for once, who was right in this situation? And I have to admit, this guy, that you were right. Yeah. Yeah. It was impossible. Also, we're forgetting there's an actual another level that you, oh did, that you also beat too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, after you beat the final boss, there's one more annoying part. A secret level. You would think it would be an, a reward. And that's what I thought it was. Like, oh, I get to... Basically, there's no enemies. You're just running and you're tagging your buddies, basically. Yeah, you're tagging all the, the characters in the movie and to turn them back human, pretty right. much. Is the Which they don't turn back human, but I guess that's supposed to be the idea. Yeah. And I thought, oh, cool. So, I'm just going to go around and collect them. And then I collapsed dead. Yeah. He was what exhausted happened? and passed out. That's so, then I like. did it again and I collapsed dead again and I realized... Your health meter just really quickly draining. Gradually the whole time. goes down. You have a time limit, in other words. And so this was just as annoying as the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> the last, but this was your bonus. This is what you get for right, completing. This was a reward. Yeah. <laughs> the very last uh, friend you have to tag is the the coffee pot. Yeah, Mrs. Potts, I think it is. Yeah, Mrs. Potts and Chip, the little, so, little uh, teacup. And I died literally with my finger touching them three times in a row. Yeah, that's how close it is. There's no room for error. Not at all. Oh. We, we make plenty of those, so I it's was, difficult. Man, sorry. He's wiping his brow now thinking about it. This game stressed me out. <laughs> it really stressed, stressed me out so much. <laughs> He's really stressed. So I think we pretty much covered the game. So let's, unless you got something else to add to it, let's go into our final review. Um. Well, here, maybe this will redeem us a little bit before we... Uh, There's We can be redeemed? Yeah. Okay. So... Like, you know, some other games we played, maybe you disagree that they're challenging and that we're just really horrible. <laughs> but this game, we're not alone. I think this game gets notoriety for how uh, hard it is. That is true. When I was researching it, uh, I saw it twice where one of the things that stands out about this game is how difficult it is. Right. GameFAQs.com, the users can submit the difficulty. And some games that I consider nearly impossible might be rated tough or challenging. This one is rated unforgiving. So that's the highest rating you can give, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's a and great movie. Unforgiving is... Oh, it's yeah. Unforgiving. That's the sequel to Unforgiving. Unforgiving. And <laughs> yeah. Unforgaved. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's... I totally agree with that rating. Oh, I do, too, completely. All right, Trevor. So, how many uh, Fallen Rose petals do you give this game? Oh... This honestly, this is probably our hardest number to come up with. Any of these yeah, games we've ever played. Yeah, it kind of is because my gut reaction is to go extreme, extreme with this rating because it made me so mad, and it was such a wasted opportunity in so many ways. Um, I almost want you to go first because I'm just curious what you're going to say. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. All right. Like I said, this is the hardest one for me to come up with a score with because it it. It looks competent. It's a pretty game. It looks good. Uh, for the most part, it I feel like it plays like they wanted it to play. Does that make sense? Yeah, they're evil, but, though, apparently. But there also is a lot of laziness I felt in it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't I don't know anybody who worked on it. Yeah. But just judging from that third <laughs> level, which it seemed like just put in there for fun because they yeah. needed some padding is what it seemed like. Right. Uh, and just how difficult it is. Man, the difficulty just knocks it down a lot for me. And that third level really kills it for me. So, I'm probably going to give it five rose petals out of ten rose petals. I'm going to put it right in the middle because even though I kind of hate it, it's <laughs> just good enough to make me want to keep playing it. Does that make sense? That's the only reason I'm giving it five. I can't. It's 
Uh, that Iron Tank game was worse than this one, in my opinion. You may have a different. You You're have, also wrong. I'm not wrong. Oh, I didn't mean I, to say wrong. I meant right. I know incorrect. You meant I was very correct. Okay. And it's definitely, definitely, Uncanny X Men is is a hundred million times worse than this game. Yeah, I won't argue that. So I'm going to give this a five, and it probably should be a four point five. But it's Disney, and I love Disney, so I'm yeah, pumping up a little bit. Man, that really didn't help me. I was just hoping to hear your thoughts and maybe. A... So here's the thing. <laughs> I wanted, I mean, I initially wanted to like the game because, you know, it's Disney, Sunsoft, Beauty and the Beast. It was so frustrating. I was just, I mean, my face is still red from it. I, I cannot explain. If you've played games like Contra or Journey to Cilius, which was made by Sunsoft, those games are crazy hard. But it's not, and maybe even a little bit unfair, but it just drives you to keep going. I don't feel like this is a surmountable challenge. I just feel like it's impossible. I mean, I'm talking about the basic levels. I mean, <laughs> just impossible. I don't know if we'd ever beat the first level without that code, no matter how long we tried it. If this game was life, I'd just give up. Exactly. So here's what I'm going to do. Because this game tortured me, I'm going to torture it a little bit. I'm going to start out with a 7 out of 10 Okay. for the basic gameplay itself, like the actual jumping, fighting, and the graphics. I don't think we even covered the music. Oh, we didn't. But it's honestly just adequate. Yeah, it's very adequate. The music is not as good as the graphics. No, it's not. It's it's recognizable at times because it comes comes with the Disney movie. Right. And I do recognize some of the tones it's going for. Uh, the villain music, the boss's music is a lot better than the rest of it, right. in my opinion. But you're right. It's very, it's adequate at most. Right. Okay, so I'm starting off with the seven because the graphics and the gameplay are very solid. So this is a good score. All right. All right no, we're on. not done. We're not oh, done. Oh, the music isn't changing it either way because it was just okay. Okay. So we're still at a seven. Oh, that's good. All right, so we can move on, right? No, okay. no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So the general laziness of the boss battles, which were some of the most pathetic boss fights I've ever seen in a game, that bumps it down to a six. Oh, so you're giving it a six. Okay. Uh, no, right, so no, we, no, no. Oh, you're not done? So that's a six. Okay. The insane, over-the-top, unfair difficulty bumps us down to a five. Oh, it probably should take us further than that, but we're going to go five. All right, five. You know what? Five is a respectable score. It's what I gave it. Right. Uh, we can move on to the next We're not thing. done, though. Oh. So, a five is where this game would sit at, because to be fair, I did keep wanting to push forward to beat a level, which means there's got to be something there. But then we got to that third level with the putrid three-stage-long boss fight that is just lazy programming and padding. That takes this game down to a 3.5. <laughs> this game's going down quick. And I'm, I'm going to leave it there because of all the good points we mentioned. But it's amazing to me that a game that was... I mean, when I say it started at a 7, I mean, it's got all the elements there to be a 7 out of 10 for me. I, I don't think it was ever going to be as good as, you know, what, DuckTales or oh, some yeah, of the yeah. great Disney Capcom games. But it had those nuts and bolts. But the junk brought <laughs> it down to a 3.5. <laughs> so three rose petals and half of a chewed-on, rat-eaten rose petal. <laughs> so yeah. So that's the final score. Yeah. All right. So that's what we thought of that game. Now it's time for the next section, of course. Now every once in a while we're going to do these, uh, these uh, bliss Liz. bliss 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 bliss. We have a terrible name for our podcast. It's it's top five or whatever we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So this time it's a top five beasts. Top five beasts. All right. Where'd you get that idea? Uh, it just came to me. It don't matter. I had a fever dream, <laughs> and that and the dream was I was playing this really hard and frustrating Beauty and the Beast game. And I was like, oh, we should do a list on our top five favorite beasts. That makes sense. Okay. All right. So, Trevor, what is your number five? 
For my number five beast, I put that dancing shrimp from the Monster Party Gang. <laughs> so if you've not listened to our Monster Party episode, go check it out because that game was way cooler than this game. It really was. I'd rather play that a million times over before this game. And the dancing shrimp was awesome. The dancing shrimp was incredible. Okay. My number five, of course, is the Loch Ness Monster, which yeah, I'm going to burst everybody's bubble, even though I love talking about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's not real. They would have found <gasps> it by now. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. And also, the famous pictures were pretty to be fake. But, you know, it sounds cool that there's a like an ancient dinosaur living in a giant pond. <laughs> so, Loch Ness Monster, number five. Trevor, number four. Well, my ever-going quest to mention Zelda at least twice in every list. I was waiting on this. The Deku Shrubs. Mm. <laughs> these plants, they're shrubbery. And they spit seeds at you. (laughs) And you knock them out and they sell you stuff. And they're funny. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. My number four is the cowardly lion from The Wizard of Oz. He quickly became, you know, the original movie from the 30s. I don't know if that holds up to the Deku Shrub, but continue. I don't know. Have you seen this movie? Wizard of what? Of Oz. Oz. Yeah, O-Z. Oh, yeah, Dr. Oz. I got it, yeah. (laughs) The Wizard of Dr. Oz. Yeah. (laughs) He was my favorite of those, which is really weird. Isn't it weird, uh, a movie that you've seen as a kid and you watch it again later and your favorite character changes? Yeah, you it happened to me. My original favorite character was the Tin Man. Yeah. Or the, like, it was between, it was the Tin Man. And then it changed somehow to the Cowardly Line. I guess because when I get older, I really started to appreciate acting. Yeah. And even though everybody in the movie is great, I mean, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. But his acting, the guy who played the lion, just really stood out to me. And I really started really enjoying that character. Well, since you went deep, yeah. So what's your number? I three? better step it up. Yeah, you better step us up. Number uh, three. Number three is Rambi the Rhino from the Donkey Kong Country games. <laughs> he's the first creature you get to ride in Donkey Kong Country, and he's really helpful. And um, I like him. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. I'm going to go super deep with my number okay. three. I hope you're ready for this. Now there was a series of movies that are still to this day hold a special place for me, and I will defend them. Uh, do my utmost ability. And then, of uh-huh. course, is the Ernest movies. <laughs> and there's a certain Ernest movie that came out during Halloween in which he apparently gets scared stupid. That movie scared me stupid as a kid. There's a troll that's the main villain in there, and that is my number three beast because, A, that thing is scary as old get out. Yeah. Especially if you're a kid. And, B, to beat him, all he had to do was, like, put milk on him. Huh. Which is great. Kind of like the bosses in this game. You just <laughs> wildly swing. Yeah. Huh. All right, Trevor, number two. Well, number two for, uh, finishes my Zelda quota for the list with the Gorons. The Gorons are really cool. They're rock people, and they roll around, and they call you bro and stuff like that. Oh, so they're from Frozen. Yeah, yeah. Those guys from Frozen. The rock trolls. I don't remember that. It was was a, that a Zelda movie? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah Gorons, number two. Two different worlds. Okay. All right, number two for me. Now, beast, of course, means anything that's not human. Am I absolute? Uh, so I have to mean... So that pick. couch is a beast. Yeah. Okay. This couch beside me is a beast. A okay. beast of a couch. I'm going to go with the Ninja Turtles. I want to call shenanigans, but I really thought about it. I just, the only reason they're not on here is because uh, I decided to just not go that way. Just because you call it a beast doesn't mean it's a negative thing. Right. So, yeah. I mean, they're mutants and they're turtles. Well. And, <laughs> and they know ninjas. So. I literally have shrimp and a rhinoceros and yeah. a plant. Yeah, calling me on my so, turtles. <laughs> Because might happen to know ninjutsu. This might be my least uh, <laughs> impressive list in right. that aspect. You're number one, Trevor. Sell us on how good you are at this stuff. Hold on, I have something on my throat. I got him. I got him. 
What is it? Did you get it? No, I didn't. Let me try again. Gollum! Gollum! Are you okay? Do you need some water? Actually, no. <laughs> sure? Gollum. Gollum. Is oh, oh. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 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 That's a really good one, honestly. I mean, you both love Lord of the Rings. Right. So that's a great that's a great pick. Now, I'm proud of that one. I could have went with Lord of the Rings. I could have. I could have. But you're wrong. But instead, I went with another film of mine. That's one of my <laughs> childhood favorites that I still watch to this day because it's on Netflix now. So you need to go watch it if you haven't seen it. And that, of course, is a little film, a documentary, if you will, called Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> and Harry, of course, was a Bigfoot that the Hendersons ran into with their car. <laughs> and he ended up going to their house. And they had all kinds of shenanigans. Great movie. Love it. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Now, Trevor, it's that time again where we get paid for letting people talk about what their products and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this week, of course, is this great product that I've already told you about. Yeah, and by get paid, you mean what? Uh, they put their words on our show, and they say that they're doing it because they, they're they doing it. That's what okay. it means. Okay. See, I used to think getting paid meant you get money, but I realize that's not the case. <laughs> no, that's no. not the case at all, is it? <laughs> oh, you crazy. Okay. Let's, uh, let's roll college this. College has changed you. Let's roll this beautiful bean footage. Is that copyrighted? Probably, but we'll go with it. Roll it. Howard ruined. Oh, you're going to let me do a commercial? All right. That's good. It's the Supernal Event. Supernal Event. Here to tell you something special that you will not regret. Supernal Event. Supernal Event. To all your friends about this comic, make sure you don't forget. Yes, friends, a new comic universe about a man that was given both a gift and a curse by a powerful being that was stranded on Earth. Through supernal events, heroes were given birth. Issue one tells how it all goes down. Story and scribbles will all be renowned. If you wanna know where this all takes place, creativecenter.com. Check it out, don't wait. It's the supernal event. Supernal event. Here to tell you something special that you will not regret. It's the supernal event. Supernal event. To all your friends about this comic, make sure you don't forget. It's the supernal event. Supernal event. Here to tell you something special that you will not regret. Supernal event. Supernal event. To all your friends about about this comic, make sure you don't forget. Oh man, that was the greatest product I ever heard. Wow, of. those are amazing. I have forty of them in my office. Also, I need an office. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor, it's, it's everybody's favorite time of, yep. the, of the episode. Second favorite, of course, the first being when it ends. Right when it's all over and done, that's the favorite. Yeah. So this is the absolute second favorite. And then, of course, is Bliss Quiz. <laughs> Trevor, I'll go first. You're going to go first? I figured I should since you went first on the go top Go first. <clears throat> Linda Wolverton. Cool that's name. a real name. I'm not making that part up. Or any of this. <clears throat> <laughs> Wrote the script for this for the original Disney movie. Uh-huh. What else has she written for for Disney? And I will give you three choices. Okay. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Okay. Darkwing Duck or the Retro Bliss biopic. <laughs> <laughs> if we had a biopic, <laughs> it'd be as frustrating as this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Darkwing Duck. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry, Cheap and Dale. Of course. But yeah, both of those shows were some of my favorites, so it wouldn't have mattered. So I'm going to give you a which game is real question. Oh, I love these. So one of these is a real video game that has something to do with beauty or beast. Okay. And the other two I made up. All right. So A, pets, pony beauty pageant. B, beastly bouquet creator. Goodness. Or C, beauty in the eye of the beholder, weight loss super party. <laughs> so only one of them's real. Right. I think the second one's real. The beastly bouquet creator? Yeah. That's wrong. Oh, dang it. The pets pony beauty pageant is the real one. Oh, man. All those sounded really similar. That's, yeah. That was a tough one. <laughs> All right. Trevor, you know, when they make these movies, like even this one, the original uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast in 91, they come out in other countries too. So that means that they get other actors to fill in those parts and to do them in the other languages. Mm-hmm. Who performed the voice and the singing for the Beast in the Chinese dub of this film? <laughs> Chinese dub? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you. I'm, you got to guess it. You get no choices in this. I want to just say Jackie Chan. Yes. Oh my goodness. He really was. That blew me away. I really want to hear it now just because I love Jackie Chan. I have no idea, but just what made sense. Yeah. Well, that's something. Okay. So, your next question. All right. Is how much on eBay. Okay. And this is something that you rarely do. I rarely go to eBay. Yeah. But I did today. So, you could tell me how much... For a DVD movie called Bride and the Beast. Now, I want to give you a synopsis of the movie. Okay, please do. I need this. So, Bride and the Beast is a 1958 movie uh, about when Dan and Laura get married, she's more interested in Dan's gorilla. <laughs> it is revealed through hypnosis that she was the queen of the gorillas in a previous <laughs> carnation. So, what do you think is the asking price? <laughs> For the Bride and the Beast. It's a 2007 DVD with no scratches. I, okay. Just, in all honesty, I really want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. But, uh, it can't be more than, gosh. You only ever pick these when people are being ridiculous with their stuff. So I know the number's going to be outlandish. I'm going to start throwing you off then. Oh, man. It really shouldn't be more than five bucks. And that's probably pushing it. But I'm going to assume they think that they got a real rarity <laughs> on their hands. And it might be for all I know. I don't know. And I'm going to say 200 bucks. Well, it's 5.99 for the shipping. Oh, that's good. And $307.99 <laughs> for the movie. I don't understand people who want the shipping too. When they... The funny part <laughs> is you can tell this is one of those DVDs that's like from the dollar store. Like the case isn't even like a professional case. And yeah, so he's got a prize on his hands. Yeah, he does for sure. All right, Trevor, I got an open-ended adventure for you. Okay. For your last one. Okay. In this scenario, an evil wizard has turned you, Trevor Franklin, into a beast. It's later revealed that that evil wizard was me. (laughs) Oh, I knew it. What did you do to me that would anger me so much to turn you into a beast? I probably... Got the other Sunsoft Beauty and the Beast game and uh, required that we play it for the show. <laughs> that would do it. That would do it. <laughs> There's another that Sunsoft did both of them? Yeah. Okay. The other one's right. something Bale's something. Oh, well, I guess it makes sense if you're going to do one for yeah. the Beast, you need to do one for Bale. Right. So, best, is it Bale's roar? 
War of the Bell. <laughs> Ring of the Bell. When the bell rings. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so did I survive my scenario? Uh, yes, you did. Oh, okay. That's the correct answer. So I have a little history for you in the form of a quiz question. Now You know, you know I love history, right? I do. It's Sunsoft history. Oh, okay, then never mind. So <laughs> employees of Sunsoft were gathered in 1995 and told that Sunsoft would immediately cease and desist and they would all lose their jobs. Okay, this is a happy story so far. It is. It gets happier. Okay. So, what was the cause? And you have three choices. All right. So, A, Sunsoft never co- recovered from the huge licensing fees from Beauty and the Beast. Or, Sunsoft was actually sued by Disney because they never correctly obtained the license for Beauty and the Beast. Oh, goodness. Or C, they lost millions investing in a golf course in Palm Springs. <laughs> I'm going to say you're throwing me off, and it's C. Yep, they invested in a golf course and, <laughs> and lost millions. Yeah, I read that from a very uh, candid interview from one of the, I think he was like the, the lead designer or something. So that's what can the company was, they tried to get a golf course. Yeah, they tried to get a golf course and lost their butts. Wow. Yeah. Wow, well, who knew? Yeah. Who knew? It's kind of, I mean, I hate it for all those people and for all the amazing games they made, but it's kind of justice after they did this to us. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what? For what we just went through, I'm not mad about yeah. it. And usually, I'm, you know, I, I have a lot of compassion for people when they're going through tough times. But yeah, you know, I mean, uh, poo poo on a them. I say. <laughs> All right, that's been this episode of Retro Bliss. Thanks for listening, Trevor. Is there one last piece of advice you want to give to somebody if they've been turned into a beast? Yeah, um, it'd be really nice if you told me these ahead of time so I wasn't totally caught off guard. I don't care about that. So I think what I'm going to do mm-hmm. is I'm actually going to go back and just play the game a little longer. Okay, you do that. I think I really want to beat that um, second level. Uh-huh. So yeah, you want to join me? I would rather take a gun and I hate guns but I'd rather take a gun point it directly at my barefoot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that's that's good. I haven't finished yet. No, no. And I'm going to... Why is it still running? Turn it I'm off. I'm going to slowly pull the trigger and I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. 